Welcome, everybody, at another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you are enjoying today, great. If not, huh, well, let's see how many laughs this episode can do for you. So we know this is now WrestleMania season, and I might do a top five best, but that's a list I haven't thought of just yet. But today we're going to cover the top five, at least in my opinion, the top five worst WrestleManias of all time. Now, before anybody who shoves their hand down their pants and like starts jacking off thinking I'm going to bring WrestleMania 27, it's not in the top five list. When you hear about my critiques about these top five, you'll understand why I do not look at WrestleMania 27 as being even close to being even within the top five worst overall WrestleManias of all time. You're going to understand why. So, why not stop stalling and get this out of the way with number five, WrestleMania 16 slash WrestleMania 2000. Depending on what you prefer, I call it WrestleMania 16 because when I think of WrestleMania 2000, I think of the video game. Now, this was during one of the peak years in WWE history. Royal Rumble was a success. No Way Out was really good. Backlash would be amazing after this. Judgment Day would be a hidden gem. A lot of bangers with pay-per-views in this year. But just because it's the Attitude Era doesn't mean that this show gets a pass. Overall, this show had nine matches. Overall... And a lot of these builds and quality and everything were, it left a lot to be desired. So, like, for example, Big Boss Man, Bull Buchanan versus Godfather and D'Lo Brown for the opener. No clue why this match was happening. Just to fill time, I guess. The Hardcore Battle Royal was gruesome, but they botched the finish because it was supposed to be where freaking Hardcore Holly gets the pin, but the timer runs out, but there was a freaking miscommunication. So instead, Hardcore Holly was still the champion. They put it back on Crash the next night, so... Issue there. TNA head cheese. No clue why that happened. They just wanted to make jokes. Tag team, the triangle ladder match was amazing. But then the cat fight. Terry Reynolds and the cat. This was the only singles match of any kind on this show. And it was awful. Yeah, like, this show had way too many people being booked all together. And, like, you had Val Venus as the referee, Fabulous Moolah in Terry's corner, Mae Young in the Cat's corner. The whole rule is whoever gets thrown out of the ring first loses. Doesn't have to, It's like a one-on-one battle royal, except you don't even have to go over the top rope. It was just, like, kind of awful. How long this match? It lasted, like, two and a half minutes. It's two and a half minutes too damn long. Trying to too cool, going against the Radicals. It was fine, but, like, you only remember it because of what happened the next night. The triple threat, te- the two out of three falls triple threat match for the Intercontinental European titles is a hidden gem. The tag match after this, which was way out of nowhere, like Kane Rikishi versus X Pac and Road Dog, they just did it so they could bring in P Rose. And then, of course, the main event, the McMahon in every corner. Solid match at best, but it's like you didn't need the McMahon in every corner. You didn't need Big Show because he was eliminated pretty early in the match. Mick Foley was brought back just to be part of the main event. It should have just been Triple H and The Rock. If you wanted to have. Triple H win, that's fine, but you didn't need every McMahon. You didn't need to go freaking overboard with the amount of people and the lengthy match or anything like that. I mean, I think I might have discussed, like, what I would have done. No, wait, no, I didn't, because I had an idea how I would have booked this if The Undertaker had returned to Royal Rumble as planned, but I would have booked this a completely different way to make sure that it was only Triple H and The Rock. You could have had some elements that still happen on this show with the main event, like with Vince turning heel and all that stuff, to where you did not need Big Show and Mick Foley, but we got what we got. It was like it was good at best, but overkill. Oh <laughs> my god. Like I said, so many things. You had two really good matches on the show. Everything else, like yeah, the heart battle hardcore battle was fun. The main event was solid at best, but everything else was just filler. 
builds you don't even remember at any point. I mean, like, even look at the main event. They kept swapping out the build to this main event. As I discussed in one of the episodes of the three-part series in the podcast, saying that one moment it's like this match, like it's originally Triple H Big Show, then you had The Rock, then you had McFoley in a Fatal 4-Way Elimination match. It's just like they kept changing it. Christ. Number four. Another instance where, just because it's Attitude Era, doesn't mean it's passable. WrestleMania 15. 1999, they give this the tagline of the Raging Climax. More like the tease that calls blue balls, because this show just left me flaccid. I mean, this show, excluding the two heat matches, you had 10 matches overall, and a lot of things did not click. Like, this... Like I've seen this show a few times, and it is just bad. Opening Triple Threat Hardcore match did not really work, mainly because of the Hardcore Champion at the time, Billy Gunn. Hardcore elements were not in his favor. Road Dog was more fit for the Hardcore division compared to Billy Gunn of all people. It's like Hardcore Holly, Al Snow, Billy Gunn, eh, you could forget about it. The tag match of freaking Owen and Jarrett versus Dilo Brown and Tess, that just happened because these two were the last two men in the number one contenders battle royal for the tag team title shot on Heat. So it was like a heel teaming up with a face, and then you had his heel, ta- heel tag team just for whatever reason. And it was short. Pointless. The Brawl for All. You just remember how short it was and then killing Bark Gun's career because he took one punch to the face and by Butterbean. That was it. The Mankind Big Show match. It was pointless. I discussed this in the Big Show's run from 99 to 2000. They would have a better match in a Boiler Room Brawl at Backlash the following pay-per-view. The Fatal 4-Way Elimination match with the Intercontinental title. Road Dog defending against Gold Ass, a.k.a. Ass Dust, Ken Shamrock, and Val Venus. Nobody remembers this. At all. King and Triple H, it was... Alright at best. Like this match, the only reason you remember it is just because the whole elements of stuff involving China being with the corporation and all of a sudden, oh, it's Triple H and Kane, then China turning on Kane, realigning with Triple H, and we think, oh, the DX is back together. Like you the only thing I even remember about this match was the chair shots, and when Triple H was about to set up the pedigree for on Kane on the steel chair, Teddy Long wouldn't stop freaking ringing the bell. Ding 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 ding. I'm like, dude, we get it. Ugh. Stable Tory, awful women's championship match. Shane versus X Pac was a surprisingly hitting gem, solid match overall. And you see Triple H get involved, pedigree X Pac. He's a, he himself in China actually turned heel and joined the corporation. They pretty much kicked Kane out, fooled the fans in thinking DX was back, and Triple H in China joined the corporation. So now DX is down X Pac, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Undertaker, Big Boss Man. Just need I say more just based on that reaction right there. In the main event, Stone Cold Rock, great match. Honestly, their match at Backlash the following month would be better. End up being no disqualification. Mankind was a special guest referee. They were bouncing back and forth between, is it Big Show's referee? Is it Mankind? Is it both? Instead, oh, let's have a match to determine who the special guest referee is. Like I said, great match, but they would have better matches than this afterwards. So, I mean, you didn't have a whole lot going on for the show. Like I said, like you had really two watchable matches. Shane Xbox was solid. Stone Cold Rock was great. Kane Triple H was eh. Then everything else, ugh, headache inducing. Number three, huh? It's efficient. That <laughs> quite good that I use the number three because it's a very relatable with the show. WrestleMania two, which is held in three venues. My God. So this was only back in nineteen eighty six. Three venues, 
The first four matches, there were 12 matches overall. First four happened in the Nassau Coliseum. Next four was in the Rosemont Horizon. And the next four after that were in the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena. This show was honestly a two-match show overall. The Magnificent Morocco versus Paul Orndorff, nobody remembers that. Savage Steel, you might kind of remember because Steel kind of had a thing for Miss Elizabeth. Jake Roberts, George Wells, I don't remember it. Mr. T. Roddy Piper, you only remember it just because it ended in freaking disqualification. It was a bad boxing match. Not one of the worst matches of all time, but still, boxing match on WrestleMania? Nah. Then the next four, you had Famous Moolah and Velvet McIntyre not even lasting a minute and a half for the Women's Championship match after Velvet missed like some kind of dive off the top rope, and then Moolah ro- rolled her over and pinned her. Ugh, pointless. Corporal Kirchner, rest in peace to him, who at the time of this recording just recently passed away, and Nikita Koloff only went two minutes in a flag match. Can, I, can people honestly recommend, like, that's the thing we see with flag matches. They're never great. Ever. You just go and collect your flag. Oh, you win. You get to wave it. Hooray. Pride my ass. Uh, Andre the Giant win the, the Battle Royal for WWF versus NFL. Eh. And the rare spot that you see like a great match on the show was the british bulldogs davy boy smith and dynamite kid versus the dream team being bruce beefcake and gray valentine for the tag team titles hidden gem of a tag match and then you get to the next matches for the final one in the third venue of los angeles memorial sports arena steamboat hercules hernandez i remember this match one bit and that's saying something because steamboat's known for pumping out great matches in his career adrian donis uncle elmer awful Huss Funk and Terry Funk versus Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. Nobody remembers it. And you might remember the main event of Hogan Bundy, which was fine for a steel cage match. This would be the last steel cage match you'd see until 37 between freaking Braun Strowman and Shane. But other than that, what else did you have from the show? I mean, yeah, it was intriguing to have a whole concept where you had three different venues hosting matches for one entire show. But I can't remember who said this, but somebody brought up saying that the fans pretty much fell ripped off. You had one arena where you get four matches, then you got to watch the other eight on a freaking screen for continuing the show instead of having everything there right in front of you. And it's almost as big a ripoff as freaking Raw 25. Was it? Yeah, Raw 2020, just 25, just a few months, or yeah, a couple years ago, where you had some matches in the Manhattan Center and then whatever arena they were doing on, fans saying, we want refunds. So fans got gypped. And that's kind of feels like what happened here. Number two, a show I hope I do not have to rewatch or review. These top two, I think everybody can picture right now what I'm talking about because these two are the worst WrestleManias of all time. But number two for me, WrestleMania 9. Oh boy. The show, a terrible booking. One match that was supposed to happen on the show, Bam Bam Glow Kamala, or yeah, Kamala, Scrapped due to time constraints. Nine matches overall, which includes the impromptu match, and so many things went wrong in the show. Tatanka, Shawn Michaels through the Aaron Connell Championship was a solid match, but it ended in countout. Nobody remembers that. A rare highlight for the show, Steiner Brothers versus Head Shrinkers was pretty damn good. Doink, and it had a clean finish, thankfully. Doink Crush, poor match. Doink, brah, making kids cry, brah. You had the whole thing about, like, a freaking distraction from a fake doink, and then weapon usage with a prosthetic arm. Doink freaking wins. Razor Ramon, Bob Backlund, I have no clue why this match happened. Lasted less than four minutes just to give Razor Ramon a WrestleMania payday for his WrestleMania debut. He beat Backlund. 
Yeah. Money Inc. versus Mega Maniacs for the tag titles. Ugh. Iffy match. And it, I think, was like a dusty finish for DQ because Money Inc. Like, it looked like Money Inc. lost. Freaking Mega Maniacs being Hogan and Beefcake. Like, yeah, we won. But it says, like, no, it ends the disqualification. You use freaking Beefcake's face mask as a weapon. So, ding, ding, ding. Bullshit. Luger Perfect. This match was honestly a big disappointment because Perfect is also, just like I mentioned with freaking Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 2, he's known as having classic matches over his career, yet he could not even pull off a passable match with Luger. Did not click. I mean, Perfect would have better match at King of the Ring against Bret Hart. It's like, it just did not click with Luger, and the finish was just awful. Like, freaking, I think it was like a backslide on a Perfect and then using the freaking ropes for leverage for the pin. Ugh. Match did not click. Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez. It's just like... If you want a, even a picture of their SummerSlam match, just take this match, add maybe one or two weapon shots, and that's it. It was just clubbing blows and strikes. It's ugh, ugh, ugh. Can't take the Giant off his feet. And he's wearing this freaking bodysuit where it's just... Uh, you have to add fur, right? Like, give him a giant freaking bush. Like, looking like a mostly shaving Yeti. Or, like, freaking Bigfoot. It's like, yeah, I'm in this big suit, but you can't see my cock. Covered by big fur. Just like the match was god-awful. Freaking Giant Gonzalez had to get himself disqualified by using a rag soaked with ether on the Undertaker. Knock him out. Undertaker would eventually come back and freaking attack and not, finally knock Giant Gonzalez off his feet. The only good thing about Undertaker's night this night was his entrance where he came out on that platform and had that crow right there on the pedestal next to him. But that was it. Then you look at Yokozuna Bret Hart main event, the original main event. Solid match at best. I mean, they would do a slightly better WrestleMania 10, where freaking Yokozuna was in the sharpshooter. Bret had salt thrown in his eyes by Mr. Fuji, and Yokozuna got the pin right afterwards. So they had a heel winning in the main event of WrestleMania, which was okay. They got to do something different. Then Hogan comes out, honor of Bret, freaking. Voids like gets an impromptu match for the title, avoids interference by Mr. Fuji who tried to do the salt throwing thing again. So this time he had botched interference, gets in Yokozuna's eyes, freaking Fuji's knocked out, clothesline or axe bomber or whatever move that freaking Hogan calls it, Yokozuna leg drop. Oh new champion. Cause oh we gotta send the crowd home happy, brother. It's just like you had so many screwy finishes on the show and barely any matches were watchable. Two matches at best. I mean, like I said, Intercontinental title match, and a via countout. Doink versus Crush, you had a distraction and weapon usage. Money Inc. Mega Maniacs, you had a dusty finish in disqualification. Lex Luger, Mr. Perfect, freaking Luger used the ropes for leverage for the pin. Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez, and a via disqualification because, oh, you got to use a rag use and ether. Really going to make your giant heel look freaking strong. Yokozuna, Bray had interference, and then Hogan, Yokozuna, out of nowhere, botched interference. So it's like they could not. Uh, just so many inconsistent conclusions for all these matches on the biggest show of the year. A lot of feuds are known to culminate on the biggest stage of them all, but yet they just pull this crap. I mean, you look at some of the feuds, Tatanka and Sean, I don't think ever would have another match after this. Because, like, you look at King of the Ring, Sean wasn't even against Tatanka. I think he went against Crush. Stunner Brothers, Head Shrinkers, I don't think there was anything further. Like, the only feud that continued after this was Undertaker Giant Gonzalez for SummerSlam and freaking Hogan Yokozuna for WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, otherwise, they either ended up house shows or freaking random TV shows. Like, I don't think any of these matches even had, or feuds had further matches even on freaking King of the Ring outside of Hogan Yokozuna. It was awful. And now, number one, 
I review this show, and it gives me nightmares. You know what I'm talking about. WrestleMania 11. Good God. This is the biggest disaster of a WrestleMania ever. This show makes WrestleMania 27 look like 17 in comparison. If you have not seen my video on my channel reviewing the show, I recommend it because, well, I had to torture myself to relive the show. I mean, the Ally Powers versus Blue Brothers tag match, pointless. Botch, sloppy, use, horrible match. Ramon, free, Razor Ramon versus Jeff Jarrett, they had a better match, a Royal Rumble, cheap finish with disqualification. Undertaker, King Kong Bunny, awful. The only thing you remember, there was a scoop slam. Onar Yokozuna versus Smoking Guns. Yeah, it was great to see Yokozuna back, but the match was eh. Bret Hart, Bob Backlund was is the first I quit match. Awful. What do you say? Diesel versus Shawn Michaels should have been the main event. Really good match. I mean, they would have a better match at In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies about the year later. And that was like the rare highlight of the show, and I honestly don't get why it was match of the year. And then the main event that ruined Bam Bam Bigelow's career where he lost cleanly Lawrence Taylor in his only match in wrestling history. I mean, you had freaking technical difficulties. You had one watchable match in this entire show in terms of what was at least good at the minimum. Everything else was either awful or forgettable. Like, good lord. And this was during a down, really, really bad point in the WWE because they were not giving people any reasons to really care about wrestling at this point. At all. Like, I think this was still during the period where you had freaking characters... Where their characters were the fact that they did other jobs on the side. I mean, Duke the Jumpster, Rosie, the Goon, Isaac Yankum, and so many others. Some not at this point, but this was around that year period where that stuff would happen because reasons. I mean, the product was just so god-awful. Oh, my God. Anyway, I hate that I had to relive all this, but let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. Let me know, what are your top five worst WrestleManias of all time for your list? I mean, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to say 27 because for some reason everybody keeps thinking, oh, that's the worst one ever. Even though, like I said, you look, you compare these five that I just listed, they make freaking WrestleMania 27 look like an all-time classic. Look, make it, it makes WrestleMania 27 look like 17 and 19 combined. All right, and that's saying something. So anyway, let me, let me know what y'all done in the comment section below. Leave a like if you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe with the bell. Turn on if you're listening on YouTube. Or follow on any other service that you may be listening on if you're not listening on YouTube. And uh, it's WrestleMania season, baby. So thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out. And good day, everybody.